Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. A little spice on that. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Change it up a little bit every now and then. You know, it's like a marriage. It's time for DPTC to switch into laser-guided jet mode, buddy. Oh, my God, my family. I love it. When a combination of what? Eight different cartoons. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this is, into one. We're celebrating action-packed April right now on this podcast, and that means that every week we're talking about a different action-packed cartoon. There's got to be guns. There's got to be men being just as... <laughs> Beef caked be- up. Beefed out, or at very least <laughs> uh, owning and operating a, a machine of some kind, of any kind, really. Anything. Yeah, it's just uh, people fighting, people flying, Fast people driving. Mechanics. Yes, 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 yes. Lots <laughs> lots of engines definitely involved in all this. And if, if that's true, and it is true what we just said, then what we've chosen to talk about this week could not be more appropriate. Right. And Travis, yeah, like you said, it is kind of like a, a lot of people call it a combination of two very important, yep. maybe the biggest yep. cartoons and toy lines of the 80s, mm-hmm. both of which I did not watch when we were young. And this one I never watched while we were young. No. But I did see... No, 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 no. I saw the VHS tape at the store, and I always just was like, that's that. That is that thing. Like, I just knew it existed. I think because there were so many vehicles in this show, I just doesn't care because I'm not a car guy. Yeah. Cars are boring. You're not? I'm not a car guy. Okay. No. You remember when my battery died? <laughs> yeah. It, it was on purpose. It was a murder. Okay. It was a car battery murder. And also, this apparently is acronym April, too. Because oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like in Rambo, we yeah. had Savage. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about the Mobile Armored Strike Command with the K. <laughs> Mask. Mask. That hits my top five theme songs. Absolutely. And when that's going to have to be a mini-sode, too. Although, apparently, we both have one in common already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deep synth. Deep synth. That could have been... If you made that a minute longer, that would have been at least a minor hit on the radio in 1985, 86. Actually, you know what? It sounds like a Kenny Loggins soundtrack from a movie song, like (laughs) Highway to the Danger Zone or Footloose. (laughs) Like one of those. It's perfectly... 
fits into those. Right. And it sounds like they just gave them a microphone and then a, a few synthesizers and said, that's all you're allowed to use. A few, uh, about 10. About 10, 10 synthesizers, synthesizers <laughs> maybe yeah. a guitar. Yeah, this, and the music on this show is really good. It is. It's all, but I love it. As I'll talk about later, I have a little clip for you later. Um, they're kind of limited on their composition skills, but we'll get to that in a different uh, time. This show only ran for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the first season was, I believe, 65 episodes. Second season was a lot shorter. It's based on a toy line by Kenner. That was the that's propagated uh, the whole uh, a cartoon based on a toy line. Yes. No way. Really? Way. Seaway. It's, it's Kenner. It's fun. I remember yeah. that. Travis, you've got a uh, mat on for these this Kenner right here. You've been all about the Kenner recently. I do. Yeah, I man. Do, man. Every like if I wrote Kenner on something, you're just like that car's worth a lot more. You know that, right? Because Kenner's not around anymore. <laughs> it's, it's just your Sharpie written yeah, on the seat. I just wrote it, and you're like your house is worth a lot. You know. After you put Kenner on it, because Kenner's been out of t- well, <laughs> been out of business for a long time. Your house is worth a lot more now. You said the word Kenner inside your house. Exactly, so. I'm worth more yeah. as a person. <laughs> so Mask was, like we said, it's kind of it's basically a combination. I mean, I agree with this summation, but it is kind of a stretch. They say it's a combination of Transformers and GI Joe, which in my mind would basically be like just Transformers, but with GI Joe personalities, uh-huh. and they're a, a group of like soldiers, but they're robots. This is about men and sometimes women, but not in this episode, in masks. That somehow grant them some powers, well, kind cows. of cows. Well, yeah, cows. <laughs> cows, as you well, as you taught me. I also read online someone called them <laughs> helmet shaped masks, <laughs> which, as I understand it, that's just a helmet. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that is. It's just a helmet. It's a helmet shaped mask. A mask is something that just covers your face. Yeah, I would say a helmet is like something that probably covers your whole head, and that's what these do: cover your entire face. These people put these masks on or these helmets or whatever, and uh-huh. they dry, each drive a vehicle, or whether it's a motorcycle or a car or whatever, and each of those vehicles has at least one alternate function. That, so, like, the motorcycle can become kind of a helicopter. Which is very popular in these 80s cartoons. It's got to be, it's not It's not good enough to be one thing. It has no. to be two things, at least. Yeah. And, and that's kind of cool. Like I said before, I don't really care about vehicles that much. Like, even in watching the opening to this, you see a bunch of, I mean, their shit is on display. They're yep. doing a bunch of flying around and there's a big 18 wheeler and shit. And I'm just like, I don't, I, that's the reason I think I didn't get into it. My cousin had some of these, I think, mm-hmm. but I didn't care because there was just a bunch of cars <laughs> and I don't care about cars and, and planes. That's not me. You weren't like, is that Kenner? Yeah, is exactly. That Kenner, bro? <laughs> exactly. Well, Kenner was not, you know, there was Kenner all over the place. It, it wasn't was, worth anything yeah, at the time. It, yeah, true. They were like pennies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, pennies, yeah. They're like Dillard's. <laughs> if you're going to jump that rule. Yeah. Come on now. I have, uh, having watched this a couple times now, I do have my own idea of what actually is going on here. But the idea is that <laughs> there's a, uh, the leader of this group that calls itself Mask and they spell command in the Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K. Yeah. So again, just <laughs> decide your acronym name first. And then fill it in, even yep. if you're going to have to change the letter to make it happen. M it doesn't dot, matter. A dot, S dot, K, K dot. dot. Right. Because there is the Mask <laughs> cartoon series, yep. which always came up, which is based on the movie, always came up when I try to look and this shit up. And you also have Mask the Film. Mask the Film with, with Cher. Cher and uh, the, the, whoever else was on that. <laughs> I, I can't even name stamp. you. Right. Matt Tracker is a the guy who leads Mask. It's a uh, motley crew of specialists who have, who have these vehicles, and they're fighting... Venom, mm-hmm. who is a mercenary for they're just out for bunch themselves. Of ne- bunch of ne'er dwells. Yeah, absolutely, they are, and they are also Venom is also an acronym, and Venom stands for. <laughs> it's basically just a list of synonyms, by the way. T- take a deep breath. Vicious. Uh huh. Evil. All right. Network. Yep. Of mayhem. <laughs> that doesn't tell me like. 
I don't know. That just doesn't tell you anything about what they do. They're just <laughs> at, like mayhem, evil, viciousness. All these tell you is that they're gonna bite your head off, and they're not. They're they're no good nicks. Yeah, you, they're not even trying to make money. Apparently, they're just bad. You don't know what their goals are. No, just evil. Evil is the general. <laughs> you know, it's, it's their it's their goal. Yeah, it's their aim. Yeah. They all cheers each other to evil at uh-huh. every meeting. I guess, uh-huh. but they are out for money because they are selling something in this episode. But these their name doesn't tell you anything. If you're gonna hire them for something, it's like I. I don't think I want to hire the people that just say they're evil and out for mayhem. There's no organization in this place. But that's that's the basic thing. So we got another, it's basically Cobra versus G.I. Joe yep. at the end of the day. All right, that's all you need to know. That's all right, a, thanks, guys. <laughs> mostly. Um, it is boy, based on their toy line from Kenner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the toys launched the same year, and they ran until 88, which is two years longer than the cartoon ran. Right. Kenner was known for, amongst other things, they were the ones that had the Star Wars. Yes. As if you've watched the Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us, that's obviously, that's like their first episode, right. and that's a very big deal, kind of started a boom. Yep. They also did the DC Superpowers collection, which I owned some of as a kid, and they were just a little, not great, but uh, it was cool to have DC characters finally in in toy form. Right. And they and also- Play-Doh. Did they do Play-Doh? <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. Well, yes. then that's another one that I had. Yep. They also did- Perhaps most notably for you and I, Travis, the real Ghostbusters line. Yeah. And they were ultimately bought by Tonka in 1987. And then Tonka was purchased by Hasbro in 1991. And then finally in 2000, Kenner just absorbed Hasbro, or wait, Hasbro absorbed Kenner to the point that it's not even a name that's used anymore. Yep. So bye-bye. And and they, they they shut that department down after they got hung up with a bunch of Phantom Menace toys. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go sunk them. Go watch the Star Wars episode. You'll find out about what happened to Kenner. Yeah. yeah it's basically like their funeral. <laughs> yeah. Is that episode? There were comics and stuff, things like that. I mean, obviously there's a cartoon. There were comics, many comics that were released with the first toy series, and then DC Comics actually did a two year ongoing series based on this. Uh, they were brought back recently as part of the Hasbro Comic Universe at IDW Comics. Like, there's been a new GI Joe, a new Transformers, a new gem. Oh, that I read part of and it was really good. The ultimate revisit. It's really a very good comic. Very well done, I think. Yeah. And then this is one of them. And then in the 2010s, they crossed all these different properties over. They honestly were looking to do that with their movies, too, because they're looking to retool all this stuff and put them together in the same universe. But sadly, recently, I think in 2017, they said mask is on the shelf, as far as that's concerned. <laughs> there's shelf in that bad boy. I mean, I can in see the tins, it. In I the can tins. totally see it working. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure there's any number of reasons with yeah. movies that things don't get made or happen. Um, but they even had three video games in 1987, starting in 1987, all for home computer. They all look like shit. So don't, <laughs> don't even bother, I would say. The second season yeah. turned into a racing season. So instead of like they took this pro- the idea of them just fighting each other and doing kind of secret stuff right with like they just started racing each other all the time like completely changed <laughs> people were not happy about it fans were not happy about this yeah and finally that theme song that uh-huh. awesome awesome theme song that we just synth. enjoyed so much yeah. deep synth was yet another Shuki Levy and old cheapskate. Haim Saban joint. Yeah. They did it together. They composed it. They also did themes for Inspector Gadget, Captain N, Power Rangers, and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So we've we're well acquainted no. with them. He-Man. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, you, you can't just throw that word around. You gotta say it. Say you gotta say it like that, buddy. <laughs> it's it seems like this should have been a bigger deal. I mean, it was popular-ish. Yeah. I got the two seasons in syndication. Yeah. That's it. We only ran from 85 to 86. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So now that we know basically what it's about, 
Yeah. We got to <laughs> dig into this weird show. It is a weird yeah, show. Jump off into it. Yeah, it's a weird show. Um, I, in my opinion, I do feel like Matt Tracker. Yeah. Of Mask and Mask uh-huh. in general. Right. I, I question their motivations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I question their validity in general, but I don't want to get into it and just front load this thing with okay. my theory. Yeah. So I'll yeah. try to uh, layer, pepper it in there. Layer it in there. Yeah, let's layer it in there. Like, yeah. a, like a nice synth layer, like a nice synth pad, <laughs> just blah, 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 in the background. Yeah. We let things build. So this is the first episode of the show. It's called The Death Stone. Mm. And this is a lighthearted little name. The Death Stone. And we open up and we don't meet any of our masked people for a while there. Right, yeah. We open up in our favorite area, the craggy, rocky, wherever yeah. the hell you are. Seems like, again, every, you were absolutely right, Travis. You're the one that said it originally. Every show is at some point set in this area. Yep. The same area. It's Transformers some, are just down the street. Some arid wasteland. Yeah. Man. Just, and that's the in most Tucson, useful thing Arizona to have. Arizona or something. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Yeah. Just land they bought, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a land, it's a timeshare that they have with G.I. Joe and Transformers and everything else. Right. A meteor crash lands in the arid desert. Mm-hmm. And we jump cut to, or I'm sorry, time cut, <laughs> technically, not a jump cut. We cut to a bunch of people in radiation suits uh, checking this thing out. They're yeah. scientists, yeah. apparently. And one of them is Professor Stevens, whom we can hear her voice, but we have not seen her yet. Right. They're studying this thing that has radiation coming from it, this meteorite, and plant life is growing all around it. Yeah. yeah. Magically, even. <laughs> So they're studying it, and then a UFO comes to pick up An unidentified freaking object. Yes. So right away, this show is like throwing everything at you at once. There's something that came from space. It has magic powers and capabilities. And then the UFO is like, oh, sorry, drop that. Going to have to pick it up. Sorry (laughs) sorry about the trash. You know, littered on us. But that's not quite what's going on here. Mm -hmm. You see, one of the people in radiation suits works for... None other than Venom. Which is what? What does it stand for? Uh, it's a vicious <laughs> enemies Enemy ne- never <laughs> offered milk. Of mayhem. They were never offered milk. And that's why they were, they're so mean and rough and tumble. So vicious. So, thi- so evil. And this, by the way, this show has too many characters in it. No doubt. Has too many characters. <laughs> they, they do not explain a lot of things and they... It's very hard to tell who's who because half the time everybody's wearing fucking masks. Yeah. And well, cows. Cows, I'm sorry. Yeah, cows and helmet and helmet like masks, helmet shaped masks. And so I, it's really hard to tell people, but I so I had to go look up some names. The bad guy we're gonna hear first. We're gonna hear Professor Stevens. We're gonna hear this bad dude named Cliff Dagger. Oh. <laughs> and someone pointed out online. A lot of these sound like porn names, like 70s porn names. Wow, that, yeah, that's funny. Absolutely, they that's do. funny. He's the one that summoned this UFO, which is actually just a Venom machine dressed up to look like a UFO, I guess, to cover their tracks, which is like, I wish more criminals would do that in our world. Like, they would dress up as Bigfoot to go commit a crime. Yeah. But that's him. And then he starts chasing Professor Stevens and ultimately Six, another one of Venom's fellas, Honor. And his name is Sly Rax. <laughs> What? That's not, we have some of these places in town, like there's Bone Daddies and Rack Daddies, yeah, both. Yeah. And these are just like sleazy barbecue places that are excused to to ogle women and allegedly enforce the <laughs> just kidding, force the women to wear as short of shorts as they can, force and to be. Well, I mean, it's funny because like I've been and I hate it because I feel like the women feel the need to be extra flirty and really just like you know 
buy your <laughs> earn your money that way yeah, and it just feels yeah. very uh, it's gross that's what that name sounds like it's like uh, you want to go to sly racks tonight these racks are sly they're on the sly <laughs> They'll meet you out in the back. There's a bunch of daddy issues here. One, well, so Sly Rax is another. He, really, we've only got three members of Venom in this, and so that's thankfully <laughs> not too many to keep up there. Sly Rax is going to be the one that chases after her. Yeah. Listen closely to these voices. This is the level of voice acting that we're dealing with in this show. Remain 100 feet from the crater. The meteor is extremely radioactive. <laughs> the crater. Proof at last of a life-giving meteor. Now we'll be able to save more lives faster than ever before using its radioactive energy. Oh no! The meteor is gone! Oh yes, and you've seen way <laughs> too much! You got company coming, Rax! No sweat. You can clean up when the party's over. <laughs> no one could survive that crash. Too bad. She was a good driver. But not a good diver. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Nicholson? Was that Jack, you, sir? Either Jack Nicholson or Christian Slater. Yeah. One of the two at the time, not Christian Slater. He was too young at the time. Yeah. So oh man. Yeah. So the one that sounds like Christian Slater, that's Sly Rax. And the one that sounds like an idiot, that one is Cliff Dagger. He sounds like one of the characters from Cops, one of the bad guys from Cops that we dealt with before. C dot O dot P dot S dot. Yes, yeah. Another <laughs> our first Jack Renem show. <laughs> okay. Professor Steve, all the there's none of these are particularly sounding good, but man, does Professor Steven sound fucking stiff? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just an over enunciating, and then oh no, the comet is gone. Crater, like, just, yeah, it's the crater. And a lot of the characters, at least on the side of Mask, they end up sounding like they're on quaaludes. They're just so flat and just not energetic about yeah. things. <laughs> Professor Stevens talks about this meteor. Like she, so she theorized already about the existence of an alien meteor, apparently, that gives life. She's like, finally, I'm proven right. I found this thing that I just fucking made up. It's true, actually. <laughs> like, that is, it's just like science in this world either is way advanced or she's a fucking quack. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but apparently she was right. But why would it help to do this through radiation? I mean, it seems, well, and we're going to find out, it also has the power to kill. Yeah. That's why it's the death stone. Ooh. Should be the life death stone. Stone of death. Stones of death coming <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> um, but it just, I don't know, it's such a crazy thing. And But she acts like it's just like, finally, I will be vindicated. And finally, we found one. But it's also the craziest thing that's ever happened on Earth, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and But they don't react to it that way. It's more like, finally, they give it to us. I'm finding one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So, oh, by the way, Cliff Dagger. Cliff Dagger. Cliff, or Cliff Dagger. I read it as Cliff Dagger. Like, it's a, originally, like, it's a Cliff Dagger. You need to operate this Cliff Dagger to climb the, <laughs> it's a dagger you stab into the side of the cliff to climb, but it's actually Cliff Dagger. Yeah. Um, they, when you finally see his face, he's wearing a beret. That's the sign of an evil man, as we know. Yeah. From Rambo. An, e an evil, skilled man. Absolutely. And he's wearing an eye patch. Oof. But it's not an eye patch. It's like an eye belt because there's no <laughs> circle that yeah. goes over the eye or anything like that. It's just like, it, it's honestly just looks like part of the beret thing, yeah. like a strap, and then it just dangles over his eye. You so I don't even know if he has a bad eye. You know what that means with the eye patch, right? What does it mean? His depth perception is off. What it means. Well, no, I mean, he's an idiot. I don't think they give him guns. So, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, I don't think it matters with him, probably. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. We learned this with Gripper. Yes. From Rambo. Now, these guys are pretty evil. They attempt and think that they're successful in killing this woman because they're shooting like lasers at her and chasing her in a Jeep and yep. whatever the hell the other guy's driving. And she goes over this cliff into the water. And not only are they talking about her how she's dead, they assume, 
but then he makes a joke about it. So these guys are just fucking cold-hearted killers. Mm. Absolutely. We're, this is going to have to come out early, I guess, in this episode. I would, there's a slight addendum to the tune sense that we <laughs> oh, talked about right, in our evil episode. Tell me about this. Okay, yes. what you okay. got, buddy? So, tune sense. If someone that you're chasing appears to be dead, but you don't see the body, don't assume that they're dead. Is it that much harder to go dive in the water real quick and see if you see her laying there or dead, bring her out, see if she's alive? If it's so important for this person to be dead, finish the job. True, yeah. You could. You easily could. And this this is not a new sin. This is an addendum to the sin of letting people get away for bad reasons or for no reason. This is the same thing. You're just letting them get away and saying, uh, basically, these guys let her get away because they didn't want to have to get wet that day, yeah. in my opinion. And that's just not good enough for Venom. And it's a tune sin. Yeah. Because well, that, that lets her get away and warn Mask about the whole situation. Very accurate, man. We'll add that to it, buddy. I would also say that this show suffers from another sin. Okay. In a in more general way. <laughs> Too little exposition. This this show takes the tact of giving us a pilot episode that tells us nothing. Nothing. I don't even know what Mask does. Like, I have to put it together for myself. And as I said, I have, like, a very particular thing in mind that I don't think is accurate. Yeah. But it's it's not, it's kind of sinister. I don't know who people are. I don't know relationships. I just love the pretty colors on the television There's a lot screen. of cool colors. Yeah, a lot of cool colors flying around. And people, things are exploding and everything. There's a robot. Great you know. sounds. Yeah. Great sounds. <laughs> yeah. Great visuals. Yeah, I don't even have to watch it. I just enjoy listening to yeah. it. But yeah, I, they don't tell you anything about what people are capable of, even. It's terrible in that way. So two strikes on the seven tune sins, the mortal sins. So I don't know. I guess they need to mask. You need to repent. Yeah, right. Or face. Tune hell. You turned into Frankenstein on that. <laughs> <laughs> even in the face. Okay, but like we're saying, that allows Professor Stevens yes. to be rescued. How? I guess we'll find out. Because we cut to the palatial Tracker estate. Yep. Where Matt Tracker, the aforementioned Matt Tracker. Her captor. Her cat, yes. <laughs> Tra- Travis, tell me about, because we watched this together the other yes, day. Yes. And then tell me about wh- what happens a little bit in this scene and your impression of it, please. My impression is it zooms, it, zooms up on her in a bed. And she gets out of it, and he's just on his keyboard typing away directly in front of her, man. And it, it definitely looks like he is her captor, man. It's, it's creepy. Pretty, it's real creepy. Yeah, he's, he's. I think when they we first see, like, we see the mansion, it's an estate. It's a huge place. Like, it's a compound, if anything. <laughs> yeah. And that fits in with my yeah. my idea of Matt Tracker. Yeah. Um, he's reading a book while she's asleep. He's in front of his his like his computer console. Oh, okay, okay. He's reading a book. God knows what book. It never mentions it. But she just wakes up and he's just reading a book very creepily. And we're gonna listen to the, a little bit of the scene. Just imagine everybody is drugged, but he's so calm. It's creepy, and she's so calm. She's probably she's probably been, you know, <laughs> narcotized, drugged. <laughs> Hello, Professor Stevens. Feeling better? Uh, where am I? In my home, <laughs> Professor Stevens. Some of my friends found you unconscious in a ravine. <laughs> Who are you? My name is Tracker. Matt Tracker. 
Analysis? UFO, terrestrial in origin, confirmation of enemy, venom, recommended course of action, assemble, mask. Scan on Professor Stevens. Beta probe, cardiogram, polygraph cleared, recommended course of action, letting off rest. All right, Professor Stevens, just stay here and rest. <laughs> She's like, I'm okay, but can we get these handcuffs exactly. off? Exactly. Is that okay? Can she, we do that? She seems too easygoing <laughs> about this whole thing. And I honestly, it's probably just kind of flat acting, but it seems like she's under his sway. Like he hypnotized her and planted something in her or something. But yeah, he's just, he acts very cavalier about the fact that it's just like, are just my friends got you out of a ravine? My friends? Who are your friends? What friends do you have that are just combing ravines for bodies? Like that's insane. <laughs> Is it the mask guys? I don't think they're doing that. They're too busy with their own lives, as we'll find out. Yeah. So they're not doing that. Some He has another team of people that do the dirtier work for Matt Tracker. With, with cadaver dogs? They're yeah, just going after... Absolutely. Uh... Matt Tracker, by the way, looks looks just like Captain America, just like Steve Rogers without yep. the, the costume. He is just an Aryan beauty, uh, yep. if I've ever seen one, yep. for sure. It also looks just like um, Duke. Does look like Duke, yeah, looks, looks absolutely. Like now Duke. I don't trust him like I do those men. <laughs> also, his head is t- entirely too small for his body. Yeah. He's one of those guys that worked out too much, and, it, and his head never caught up. I guess. Yeah. Or no, he was spayed before <laughs> at an early age, and that's why his head is small. <laughs> um, I, I also included the talking female computer in that clip because one, there's two of them for some reason. <laughs> Why are there two different voices? Like the voice that's... Dueling banjos. Yeah, yeah. The voice that's scanning the problem and is giving him advice that he probably doesn't need. Assemble mask. What the fuck else would I do? Like he doesn't need her to tell him these things. Yeah. That's, these are my only options anyway. Yeah, what do you think? I'm going to just wait around while this shit happens? And then, then he asks, what about Professor Stevens? And then the other one that sounds a little more cantankerous has question, answers for him on that. But they both are so stilted, which I know is the standard kind of for, you know, computers and voiceover, even Siri kind of. Yeah. But they seem to be playing it up to the point where it's like the same note. It's like, yes, I am a robot from 1952. I speak only like this, Matt Tracker. Hello, I love you. Like, <laughs> and the only way that happens, like if, if I'm Matt Tracker, I've hired or quote unquote hired, maybe captured, a woman yeah. <laughs> and forced her to say all the words I can think of at one note. Yeah. And then splice them together with the machine. Why not have her change it up a little bit if it's so high tech? I mean, I guess it's to tell us that it's a robot or that it's a, a machine, but I think we get it. We get the idea. <laughs> Just a little bit. But that's that's a very old-fashioned robot voice that they're doing. There. I'm your captor. <laughs> he wanted her to sound inhuman, I guess. He's yeah. like, I like it this way. I, I wanted it exactly like that. <laughs> And he's also, all, all of this little part right here, he left the room. He's scanning Professor Stevens from the room next door that has a one-way mirror. So he's watching her through a one-way mirror as he's scanning her for injuries uh, uh, without her consent. Matt Tracker. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Tracker for shame. Come on, Matt man. Tracker, not, not today. Maybe in 1985, but not today. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Tracker. And at this point, the meteor, because she talks about the meteor, like, you know, it, it's for my, my new- Meteor. Meteor. My meteor. <laughs> she's, she's talking about how, like, her life, her new life-giving, what is it, life-giving techniques? Yeah. What is she talking about? 
what kind of scientist is she that she's interested in medicine, but also meteors? And that's her area of study. And that she already has techniques to use. The only technique we find out is just putting it next to the person. Yeah, that's she, not a technique. Yeah, she's like Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, man. <laughs> yeah, she's not really, she's just commenting on things, I guess. But it just, like, We've learned nothing about this meteor at this point. We've just had people tell us that it does things and that it's bad if it falls into the wrong hands. There's a lot. Again, now we're falling into other tunes in territory where it's like, you're giving me bad explanations. You're not even giving me too, you're giving me too little. And what you tell me is not told well at all. We're going to have to add a new page. And during this time, we also meet, I guess, the only other living person residing at the Tracker Estate. Yeah. <laughs> the only, but we do. There are two people in the room, right? Two beings, but one is a person, and one is how would you how would you describe this thing? A uh, little like R two D two, little bit, um, and he has googly eyes. How would you describe him physically? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little little white robot, and does I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty I don't know, to quote my friend Travis. Yes. It's a pretty excellent design. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So each shaped as an egg. There we, we go. We meet Sorry. a robot named T-Bob. He's extraordinary. And Matt, yes. And Matt <laughs> Tracker's young son, Scott. <laughs> Listen to the kind of relationship they have. Um, you're going to hear them playing ping pong. Yes. And you're yeah. going to hear them playing catch. All right. I won again. I hate this game. I quit. Okay, T-Bob, let's play spies and see what Dad's doing. T-Bob, go to motor scooter mode. Ouch! I don't know why they call this game catch. You keep missing the ball. That's because your throws are so bad, T-Bob. Just a classic duo if I ever had one on this show. <laughs> <laughs> the chemistry between these two guys. I want to hear their podcast. <laughs> the... It's one thing when you can when you cast a child to play a child, the benefit is that it sounds like a child. <laughs> yeah. But the the bad part is that it sounds like a child is acting. And <laughs> yeah. he he okay, it's occasionally okay, but man, it just really sounds like he he just doesn't get it sometimes. Like what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> it just, this sounds very forced to me. <laughs> he's not doing any worse than the, than our female lead. No, true. I mean, well, he's he's got a little more. He's got a ceiling on how much energy and pep he'll have about yeah. what he says. Everybody does. Everyone has a limiter on that, a little governor on it. Yeah. But here's here's my guess okay. of what's going on. Matt spends no time with his son during this. Spends no time with Scott. <laughs> yeah. He's too busy doing his yeah. his mask thing. Okay. And this son does makes a lot of bad choices in yes. this. He to puts try him, to get his father's attention. Yes. He puts himself and others at risk obvious failings in his thinking. He has basically a robot nanny or a robot best friend because he doesn't ever hang out with other kids mm-hmm. named T-Bob, yep. who also turns into a motorbike, which is great. Yes. <laughs> I would want that for sure. And he's, I like him. He's got these arms that just go all over the place. Like they're just like loose snakes or something. Yeah, yeah. He's cute. And I, he's, he's okay personality-wise, I guess. <laughs> he is kind of a C-3PO. <laughs> like he's a little bit passive aggressive with yeah, what he says, but yeah. he always does what the kid says, uh-huh. no matter what. This is... Just the just the tip of the iceberg of Matt Tracker's bad parenting. Yeah, and he is so yeah. I did. I don't like Matt Tracker. I don't. I don't trust him. I don't <laughs> trust him at all. <laughs> he's no dude. Well, he's and also we're going to see this kid just keeps making these bad decisions. I feel like I don't know when I was growing up. Usually the homeschooled kids 
were the weird kids. Uh, they would make some said it. they would make some bad choice. They just didn't seem to relate to the world in the same way as the other kids, yeah. which kind of makes sense. Scott just seems like he is the ultimate homeschool kid and also the ultimate uh, neglected kid, at yeah. least emotionally and attention-wise. Like he just is living in a world of his own making on this giant estate. Yep. And now he's like, oh, well, my dad has guns and cars. I'm going to go be a part of that. He thinks it's just like a fucking video game. Yeah. Terrible, <laughs> terrible parenting. And we'll see more of it, a lot more of it, as this show rolls on. But yeah, I mean, at least he sounds like a kid. Mm -hmm. So one point back on their side, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, he jumps into this whole, th like he starts, he, they go inside. They're going to go spy on Matt Tracker as he puts together the mask team to respond to this threat. Oh, yeah. So we're about to assemble Mask. And my note is, too many fucking characters. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> my first note about <laughs> gathering Mask. Yeah. I, I, we're not going to listen to each one of them. Okay. We're not going to talk about necessarily each one of them very much. They don't get, there's not enough time to give each of them on the show, let alone our show, uh, really a, a shine, <laughs> a spotlight. <laughs> but... Matt Tracker puts out the call for his best people, he says. Yes. And the computer lists for us in the droniest voice all of these people and what their special thing is and what their car is called or whatever, or their vehicle. And we cut away each time to see what they're doing at that moment. This, this is the first moment of pure genius on this mm -hmm. show. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, anytime Matt Tracker calls for his mask team, they will drop anything literally. they're doing literally, literally anything they're doing no matter how important it might be how many people they may be letting down they will drop it and this leads me to think that matt tracker has dirt on each of them right i think mask for starters is a bunch of people that he has strong-armed through blackmail into doing using their abilities along with him yeah. to carry out his mission his mission is what we'll find out mm-hmm what are some of the things that happen during this? Well, one one that you and me laugh at is the uh, the pizza one. <laughs> one. One guy works at a pizzeria. He throws it up and then it, it drops in the ground. He runs out of the building. Because it, he throws it up in the air and checks his watch, his mask watch, yeah. his Dick Tracy mask watch, <laughs> in the middle of it. And doesn't even wait for the fucking thing to land in his hand. He just runs off. So he he lost that job. Right. These people all must be losing jobs constantly. Well, he owns that pizzeria. That does guy he? Owns it. No, I'm just <laughs> joking. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> he had a cashier up front. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he does. But then, so he's just abandoning his own store all the time. That store's not going to stay open very long. <laughs> the first one we saw is a guy named, what is it? Brad Turner? Yep, Brad Turner. I, Brad Turner. Okay. Uh, he operates Condor. I wrote oh, yes, all these down. I, did, I wrote that one down too. I yeah. do not want to list all of them. <laughs> no. Yeah. If, if, you, if you run by him, I'll, I'll sprinkle in okay. it, but we won't go every one of them. He's playing in a rock band at a concert <laughs> and just looks at his watch and runs off stage like he has explosive diarrhea or something. So that band is kaput, or at least I would fire him if I was in that band. Mm -hmm. Then we jump over to Bruce. Is it Sato or Sato? Mm, only wrote first name down. Okay. So Bruce. Bruce. Bruce, Bruce. Very unfortunate choice of accent on this man. <laughs> he is offensive. He is more offensive, I think, than some of what we heard in the Avengers versus Sin Kong episode. Oh. Some of the Asian accents over there. Well, and also the stereotype. <laughs> that was, that was, that was pretty that bad. Set the, that set the bar pretty high. Yeah. Well, this guy, I, it's not just his accent. It's also the fact that 
when we see him, he's an engineer who's sitting at home drawing blueprints surrounded by robots that he's designed. So he maybe he designed T-Bob, but the fact that he talks the way he does and he designs robots all day long, I don't know. That that's unless he was just unless he was eating with chopsticks at the time. Oh, I don't man. know how much more Asian they could try to make him, except for this. Matt, this is Bruce regarding the spacecraft. If a fish flies, look not for a fish, but a bird inside. There he goes again, Matt. Not making any sense. Makes plenty of sense, buddy. Venom obviously used their helicopter inside a phony UFO shell. Way to go, Bruce. There goes that fella from the Orient again, talking like Confucius. <laughs> like they give him, it's like the magical Oriental man thing that they give him, where it's like he has wisdom to share with us. We must listen to him. It comes to him genetically. Snatch the computer chip from my hand. Exactly. Young tracker. And what he says, it's not like he couldn't have said it just straight up, hey, don't you think maybe they just made it look like a UFO? He's he's not a magical, like, ancient man. He's just a, a thirty a guy in his 30s or 20s, an MIT student, seemingly, who just for some reason talks like Confucius. I don't understand. I mean, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to tell us that he's Asian. But that's so, so not okay. I mean, I think it's great. I love, I mean, but when he says they're so dumb. Apparently, when I was doing research for this, apparently he says stuff like that in every episode or wow. almost every episode. That's they call gold, him, then. They call them sadoisms. Okay. Yeah. So, or somebody does online at least. <laughs> That's another guy. Um, and he just drops his pencil from his engineering gig that he's got and just says, yeah, great. A chance to leave the house, I guess. That's probably what he's saying. There's also Alex Sector. Mm-hmm. And this is a gentleman. He looks older than them because he's bald. And he has a big beard, big bushy beard. He looks like a, I don't know, like a Russian, like czar or something like that. Okay. And he's running a pet shop. He's behind the cashier, the cash, the cash register at a pet shop with a giant snake, anaconda yeah. or python, at least something around his neck. And when he gets the call, the man who's on the other side, so a customer, I assume, yeah, yeah. he just throws the snake onto his neck. Not good. That's not, not okay. Cool, no. no one should be wearing it around their neck. Don't wear a snake necklace yeah, don't do and that. don't force someone else to do it either. If you're going to, yeah. that's not There's rules that that pet shop will be shut down by the police. <laughs> He will be arrested, seemingly, unless Matt Tracker... Mask will not be able to get your pet store back after this. I don't know. Here's the deal. Okay. Matt Tracker, like, even Professor Stevens says, like, I've heard of you, Matt Tracker. But she, they don't know about Mask. Mask is supposed to be a secret. <laughs> You're that bad father we hear about down the exactly. block. Exactly. You're that crazy, like, <laughs> like Ruby Ridge motherfucker that lives on his own in an estate and has people do his work for him. Matt Tracker, maybe... Here's, here's another wrinkle that I'm maybe discovering. Okay. Maybe the way that they keep their gigs, these people... He, Matt Tracker, influences people to let them keep what they have. So he can call on them anytime. But people are like, we're going to fire him. And he's like, I don't think you're going to. Because you see, I've seen the woman that you sleep with. Oh, and she's not your wife, is she? That's a shame. Like, I can see Matt Tracker. That's how he keeps them from losing their livelihood. But he also keeps them coming back because he's blackmailing them. You're making me hate Matt Tracker. Matt Tracker, look at him, people. You can't trust this man. Listen to him. There's more to come. There's more to come. Believe me. Mortigum. Mortigum. (laughs) It's the Lord of the Rings area. Yes. (laughs) Region. And there's also, oh yeah, this is almost the worst one, actually. McLean is another one. Not John McLean, sadly. That would be a great addition. No. uh, Die hard. (laughs) He's a teacher. Yeah. In the middle of teaching like a high school class, he gets up. He doesn't run off. He just stands up and walks out of the room. He's gone for days after that, seemingly. Mm. He just abandons the class. What does? What excuse does he keep making 
to the school that he can just leave class in the middle of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what. It's that's not, another. It's not a strike. No, no. This is just like <laughs> I've got my. Uh, oh, my aunt died again, and so I got to go. Like, yeah, it's another one. I know. Sorry. Like got, he just got a lot of them. Yeah, he just keeps leaving. I mean, again, I think Matt Tracker's hand is what's keeping these people in their jobs. Yeah, the only thing this scene was missing, or not 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 the teacher scene in particular, but but just his whole collection of different people walking out of their jobs was if one of them was a surgeon. And all of a yes. sudden, they, they clip an artery. <laughs> just starts going off. He walks off. Yeah. And well, he's it. like, he checks his watch, and then he's like, oh shit! And he drops the scalpel on the person, and like shoves something else under the nurse, and just runs out of there. I mean, every, seriously, everyone must think that these people have terrible IBS. Yeah. Because they're constantly running out of the room. Like, yeah, he's got it. That's how I would blame it on if I was a member of Mask. He'd be like, you're look, I'm gonna be running out a lot. <laughs> IBS to the tenth power. Right. Dusty Hayes, by the way, is the guy that Dusty had the pizza. Hayes. So Dusty Hayes has the worst Southern accent. He, I think the actor was afraid of Southern accents because he does it so reluctantly. Yeah. Like the most reluctant Southern accent. Because most actors are, wait, like you and I, it's easy to fall into at least a Texan accent. Uh -huh. Like yeah. that's the easiest one to do and you can just be silly with it and he's supposed to be and he is, but he also just seems reticent to do it <laughs> a lot of the time. He's like, hey, hey y'all. Excuse me, which way did he go? Thank you kindly. When I say freeze, I mean freeze. You all stay cool now, you hear? Y'all stay cool now, you hear? It's just, I don't know, it's so so meek sounding. It just, there's no throat behind it, yeah, man. He, he channeled his inner Gomer. Yeah, exactly. Shazam! Like, well, <laughs> a little bit of that in there. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it That's is. That's the Gomer, that buddy. That is totally it. Yeah. All right. This is the mass team, as we're going to spell it out for you. Uh -huh. <laughs> And Tracker is Matt Tracker is going to meet them underneath a gas station. It's and this is the front for their for their operation. Yeah. Is a gas station that's just in the desert <laughs> that I hope no one ever goes to. Because uh -huh. it seems like a, a hub for bad activities. Just just go down the street, make a left at Thundercats, and then go a little bit further, make a right at Transformers, and you'll you'll see the uh you'll see the gas station yeah, there. The gas Everyone station gets there. gas there. Well, Underneath that is where the bunker is that they're going to meet in and have their business. Well, Matt Tracker is at his estate, and he has an underground bunker there, too. He has two underground bunkers. And a like a super speedy train that under like underground train with a rail that connects the two. Yep. This man is a fucking supervillain. <laughs> Matt Tracker is a supervillain <laughs> who is waging a personal war over a vendetta against the members of Venom, who are also criminals. I'm not yeah. trying to yeah. exclude them from this. But Matt Tracker, people, is the problem. Yes. And when we come back from this break, <laughs> we're going to examine just how evil, evil, <laughs> wicked, Matt Tracker is, and we're going to meet the other supposed villains. I would say the lesser villains yeah. of this show. When <laughs> we come back. Y'all come back now, you uh, hear? Uh-huh. Nature of the beast. Discover the ugly truths and dark secrets of true crime, the paranormal, the occult, and conspiracy. Join your guides for weekly episodes and face the true nature of the beast. Days past, Tooncast, 
We're back. Yes. And we're back with a vengeance. Oh. Vengeance is ours. Uh-huh. Because we're here to talk about, we're going to break things down for a second. Okay. Because this is too important. We have to we have to talk about it before we can Importante. go on. Importante. We recently introduced the idea of an evil scale. Yes. Something that could measure scientifically and accurately, consistently, the evilness, the wickedness, the evility of... <laughs> A person, preferably the villains, usually. I mean, it was yeah. made for the villains of our shows. But guess what? What's that? The first canonical use of the evil scale for the DPTC is going to be the hero of our show. Oh. Matt Tracker. Okay. Matt Tracker, you're in the hot seat on... The Evil Scale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now... Just as promised, we, we've documented the evil scale. Yes. And we have up to 24 points. But not excluding. Up to. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Isn't it up to and including? I, I don't know. <laughs> up to and not excluding the things I'll list. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I am meaning to list the things I'm listing. I'm not excluding I, them. I just never get to say that. I just, just <laughs> you like said it out there. recently. <laughs> I know, but in my normal life. I never in get In my to normal say life. Uh, get anything else you don't usually say out right now. Let's go. Uh, Flim Flam. <laughs> Thank you. Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Go. That'll be <laughs> Travis's Corner. Is yeah. now Instead of toys, it's just going to be things you don't usually say. <laughs> Write them down next time. Up to, but not excluding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, all right. So we're not going to list the whole evil scale for you because that would take too long. So let's talk about Matt Tracker. Okay. Matt Tracker. Oh, buddy. Just the maddiest piece of, all of work. Trackers. Piece of work, this guy. <laughs> so, as stated prior, yes, Tracker has two underground bunkers, high tech bunkers <laughs> with surveillance equipment. Uh, yep. That is one of our yes, evil scale points. Yes. Absolutely, it is. So, we're going to give him one point, but that's not going to be the last point he gets. <laughs> Doing slow math over here. Yeah, we're not going to do that every time. Okay. <laughs> That's going to take also too long. <laughs> um, I would argue okay. that he has henchmen because he orders the mask people around. He does. He calls, he just, just like Skeletor in the first episode of He-Man just called on those evil warriors and made them come to him. These people came running because he's the one that pays the piper. He's the one that pays the bucks, you know? <laughs> he says, hey, I need your help. And they're like, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I are, I would argue that he has henchmen in mask. Okay. And I yeah. would argue that he uses them as his private militia that he funds with his money, his dirty money. <laughs> his dirty gas Probably station blood money. money. Yeah, gas station money. <laughs> okay, so that's another point for old Matt. <laughs> you you hear the chalk sound? Number yeah. Two? <laughs> oh, hold on, I made I made a bad tally. Hold on, let me redo it. Okay, this is one of the earliest ones. In fact, this is the first one on the list, okay. and you brought it up. Okay. If you wear a mask, helmet, hood, or hat... <laughs> Or cow. Yeah, or cow. Yeah, that should be added to the list. Yeah, if you sure. cover your face, generally. Yeah. I would, And I would almost, I'm not going to do it right now, but I would almost argue that the more of your head and face that is covered, the more evil you are. And also, man, I wrote a note on here, kind of a question, really. Yeah. What, what are these cowls or masks doing? Are, are they are they disguised? Are they for oxygen? Or is it a digital interface? What exactly what are these? I don't know. I don't know. They don't tell us. I mean I I think they give them some kind of capabilities. I, I my 
my guess was that it does allow them to interface with their vehicle. And obviously, they, they can communicate with each other. Yeah. But you don't have to wear a mask to do that. I'm communicating with you right now. <laughs> it's true. I don't even need the microphone to well, do you, it. You are wearing a mask right now. But well, I don't, you don't need, need it. it. You don't I don't need it. it is the point. <laughs> Up to but not excluding. Masks. <laughs> masks. Masks. <laughs> so... I, I don't know. I wish I did because they're really ugly. Like they're not attractive characters at all. Mm-hmm. And it makes it really hard to tell them apart. Like I said, yep. you would basically have to learn color schemes. They look scary in them, honestly. We only know who Bruce is at all it's times. Very, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very hard to tell the bad guys from the good. If you line up the bad guys and good guys with yeah. their masks on, because the bad guys wear masks too. I wouldn't know who's who. Right. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would. they're all the same, basically. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know what the masks do. Okay. It's a bad exposition. <laughs> I can't tell you what they do. They charge up, and there's, like, this thing that comes out of the ceiling, because they're underground, and they're yeah. meeting, and this, like, it's like an electric tie rack for their masks comes yeah, down. Yeah, I wrote I wrote down that, that this time in the 80s, it was really big to, like, have, like, the revolving um, shoe thing yes. in your closet, so they kind of they did and this so with the masks. It's so stupid. It's unnecessary. <laughs> it's just, just let it... Get, Pick it up. Just it's a mask. It's, you'll, you'll need it installed on your head by a robot arm. Yeah. Okay, so mask, that was like, you know, that's a first one. So he's got another point there. Mm-hmm. You're like, the next one is he he captures women <laughs> yes. and drugs them. I would put that on there. <laughs> However, we don't have enough evidence to, okay. to book him on that one. Okay. But he does live or have a headquarters in a rocky area or cavernous area. Doesn't he? Mm, he doesn't does. he? He does. Yeah, doesn't he, Matt Tracker? Strike four. <laughs> if this was baseball, you'd be out. <laughs> Lucky you. Or are you? Yeah. And I, okay, these these two are arguable. Okay. But I would like to put them forth. Yeah, put them forth. My understanding, and this is not covered at all in the show. We don't, again, we don't know shit <laughs> about anything on this show. Um, I believe that the we don't origin. Know, we don't know S about D. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, acronyms, we're, yes. we're doing this now, yeah. The Apparently, the origin behind what's going on here yeah. is that Matt Tracker had a younger brother who's a teenager, and they worked on the masks together. Oh. And then Miles Mayhem killed his brother and stole half of the masks. Why he didn't steal more, I don't know. I guess he couldn't fit them all under his coat or whatever. These masks but that we just don't know what they do. These masks like that it. are just so important, apparently. <laughs> so you have that. He killed his brother. Yeah. So this is like George Bush and the Iraq War. It's like, you tried to kill my father. I'm going to come after your country. To me, this is just, Matt Tracker is just taking revenge. And I understand his anger about his brother. But your nods are so... <laughs> I can't do nothing but this you're nod. Just, you're just I'm nodding. Into it. Back and forth. I'm back. into it. I'm into it. I'm digging it. Keep going. Keep going. His brother was killed by Miles Mayhem, uh-huh. who we haven't even met as far as the show's concerned yet. He's the, the leader of Venom. Yeah. And so I think he's pretty much carrying out a private war with a private militia. Yeah. There's no government involvement here at all. And I think everything they're M doing is illegal. For vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> Everything they're doing is illegal. Yeah. He he has weapons of mass destruction, technology that the government should have access to so that it can be used for our boys overseas. Mm-hmm. But Matt Tracker is saying basically, no, it's for me and my guys in masks. We're going to use it against Venom. I need vengeance. Yeah. And he's willing to put his own son at risk. All the time, child endangerment. He he wishes he never had the son. He's too concerned with his father. <laughs> right. I mean, his yeah. brother. Yeah, maybe his father too. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on it, buddy. I like that. I'm going on Infowars next week with this, dude. You could do it. <laughs> <laughs> so my two arguments are that one, his motivation is revenge. Yeah, which is an evil A scale dish point. Better served with cheese. Yeah. 
forgot what to say. It's something like that. Better eaten with a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can just lat- uh-huh. just ladle it in there. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I would argue this is our this is the most arguable one. Okay. He doesn't try to kill a child, but through his negligence, he's constantly mm-hmm. putting his child in danger. Yeah. And I kind of question the whole thing. It seems like he does kind of want the kid to die. <laughs> he just doesn't want to do it directly. Yeah. Like he kind of <laughs> wants to just let him. It's it's. <laughs> I keep letting my parakeet out. Oopsie. When really it's like yeah. I'm tired of feeding the damn thing. Right. Yeah. So he 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 wants he wants the 101 degree weather outside with the windows rolled up to kind of to kill him. <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't want to pull the trigger himself. Exactly. He's like, oops, oh no, what happened? So <laughs> gives him a fucking terrible robotic nanny that he seems to have programmed, you know, to just never do anything right. So that would bring us to a seven out of 24. That's almost a third evil. Wow. That's pretty high for a hero, I think. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And so Matt Tracker. If that's even your real name. You, you piece of shit. <laughs> If I ever see you in this house again, I'll... <laughs> no, uh, I, I just wanted to really bring attention to that because Matt Tracker has no redeeming qualities as far as I'm concerned. He seems creepy. He seems too calm. Um, he He's too good looking. His head's very small. <laughs> he has an army at his disposal and he shares none of his wonderful technology with anybody. Yeah. He wants it all for himself. And I, I do feel like that if Venom wasn't a part of the picture, if he wasn't aiming all everything at them, right. at them, <laughs> Then we would have another Ruby Ridge on our hands. Man. And God only knows what would happen when the government goes up against this man's guns. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, you asked about the masks? Yes. Yeah, there does seem to be a secrecy element of all this because he says, and by the way, as always, this is all top secret. What do you mean? You're doing this in, in, I mean, yeah, you're wearing masks about half the time and you're driving, always driving the same cars, always flying the same vehicles. So- the government must know at least that the same people are always fighting in public with giant weapons and things. Somebody must know what's going on that, here. And, and these masks come off with the ease All of the a time. Halloween All costume. The time. All the time. It's yeah, very yeah, you easy. just take them off. Yeah. You don't need again, you don't need a robot to put it on for and you. Masks is so hard to say. It is masks. Masks. You have to really hit it and slow it down. I got fat tongue over here. This is really hard for me to say, man. This whole secrecy thing is yeah. such bull bull corn. <laughs> That's good. Uh, permission to use that <laughs> in course, my personal course, life. Thank of you. Of course. Yeah, man. It's just, oh, it's such, it's so bullshit. Bullcorn. Uh, bullcorn. He wants the secrecy because what he's doing is illegal. <laughs> Why would you hide your identity? I mean, you could argue maybe that Venom would come after some of them if they had their identities, but they already know that Matt Tracker is in charge of Mask. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at very least, he's already at risk. So what? I think they're just hiding from the authorities. They don't want people to know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this can't continue. <laughs> Don't support vigilante justice. Don't do it. Don't. That's another point. <laughs> okay. So, Matt Tracker, seven out of 24 points on the, the evil scale. <laughs> so. Yes. Let's talk about villains. The actual supposed villains. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting confusing now. The the villains, as Matt Tracker would have you believe. Um, the Venom. vicious evil network of mayhem. Of no milk. I'm pretty good. Didn't you look at anything for yeah. that? I'm good. Yeah, you're doing good, Thank buddy. you. Yeah, Thank I'm you. digging it. So. <laughs> you give me a sticker. <laughs> Venom has absconded with the meteor, 
which it's been pointed out is actually a meteorite if it enters the Earth's atmosphere, but they never call it that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Professor Stevens is either too lazy or stupid to crater. know the difference. Crater. <laughs> Meteorite. They are, uh, we've already mentioned Cliff Dagger <laughs> and uh, Sly Rax. Good Lord. It's, these are just, it's just they, uh, another case. They just put Steel like. Steel Phillips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Miles Mayhem is the one that's in charge and he looks like like a U.S. general. <laughs> like he's dressed, like, kind of like General Warhawk. Yep. He seems to have assigned himself a status of being like a military man and uh-huh. dressing like one. He, he's an older man, should be chomping on a cigar. Kind of looks like the military man, Colonel Jaffe from uh, Pride of the X-Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep, just yep. minus cigar. Not a memorable character in the least, aside from that, that he yeah. just looks like a somebody's dad, probably. Right. And he, when we meet him, he does something to me that's very dad-like. I'm gonna, we're going to play it here in a second, and I'm going to say what I mean. <laughs> okay. But they're checking out this meteorite. They cut it in three. And this meteorite, to me, looks just like a yam or like a coconut. Like, it's just like brown and then kind of pink on the inside and it glows. Yeah, yeah. And what they prove is that not only does it bring life, but it destroys life because they have potted plants that grow and then get destroyed. What causes one or the other seemingly randomness? It's, it's just... A de- it's a death stone of sorts. Well, it is, yeah. He co- and he coins the term in the moment. <laughs> I think he's been thinking of it because the idea is they want to sell it to people. So he has to you know, brand it somehow. Yeah. Let's hear what old, old General Pants has to say. <laughs> That's not his name, Miles Mayhem. General Pants. <laughs> That's good. Fantastic! The destructive power of those pieces is just as I suspect. Here is a list of the countries that would love to buy the greatest weapon on Earth. <laughs> Tell them the bidding starts at $50 million for a piece of the Death Stone. <laughs> <laughs> So what here okay, so when he says here's a list, yeah, he picks up a piece of paper and hands it to them. This is to me like he has a dot matrix printer and a brand new PC in 1985, yeah. and yeah. he typed it up and it's, I'm sure he picked and you know hunted for those keys and wrote like that happens sometimes. And he wrote like three countries on it, probably. Yeah. And just was like, here's a list of the countries that would like to buy. <laughs> the greatest weapon known to man. What the hell are you talking about? Why would that be like? And now what? Now what? Because we don't hear anything. Like they they find sellers off screen. Like yeah. Why do you need this list? Like just so you guys know, here's a dossier on what we're about to do. I'm gonna contact Syria. I'm gonna do like what? That's so weird. But I just it seems he seems like such a dad who just got a new toy, and you know you're like yeah you misspelled a bunch of shit on here, and you're using weird fonts and all these things. But good for you, dad. You it's figured out how to use italicized. It. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's my dad used to send a lot of emails like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I always yeah. love receiving those emails. <laughs> yeah. Just real uh, boring voice. Uh, I like that they all laugh at the end because I make up that mayhem is laughing. At his like thinking like what a great name I just came up with yeah <laughs> but the other two are laughing at him without him knowing like Deathstone what the hell are you talking about that's crazy Miles what are you saying? <laughs> fucking idiot General Pants <laughs> General Pants now this is when Mask finally gets to roll out oh. and they do roll out indeed they are just dr- and right before that we get to see them like having their 
their briefing before yeah. they head out. And it is just further proof that this is all creepy as shit. Right. Like they're in an underground bunker. <laughs> they get shoved through three different layers of earth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're all briefing. like, they're just a bunch of men under the ground with surrounded by technology with masks on. This is uh, the Illuminati. This is the Knights Templar right here. This is what it actually looks like. They're all like, at least one of them is very powerful and wealthy. Right. And they yeah. all have these things. They're not sharing it with the world. They're hoarding their, their goods. Yeah. Insanity. Okay. But apparently there are heroes, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. They roll out. And again, like, I'm just so bored by cars, dude. I don't care if you're driving an 18 wheeler. It. I don't even know what the 18 wheeler does, except that it has guns on it. Does it, does it do anything else? I don't <laughs> no, know. It, no, it, I don't it's think big. It does. It's big I mean, and has that's guns. Cool. That's cool, but it's just as boring to me. Yeah, same here, man. And they are using basically the radiation that comes from the meteorite. They're tracking it from a satellite So that Matt Tracker put in the sky. So yeah. Matt Tracker has his own satellite surveillance on the fucking planet. People, <laughs> open your eyes, people! <laughs> and they're tracking it through that, and they find... And we get to see that the meteorite has been divided up into pieces and yes. it's in just the most plain trucks ever. And that Venom is overseeing and they're like, they're going to, I guess, watch them get to their locations yeah. and go sell these it's things. It's your normal delivery truck. It's, it is. It's like putting H-bombs on Walmart trucks. Like yeah. that's what they've done is yeah. these giant we- or these crazy weapons, which are just little meteorites, I guess. It's just very weird, but they're going to head them off at the pass and they're going to stop all this business. Yes. Little does anyone know mm-hmm. that Scott Tracker oh. and T-Bob, old T-Bob, TB, they're just in the back of the, I guess the pickup truck? Yeah, that's what it has to be. It's the yeah. bed of the truck. Yeah. Okay. They're just in the back of this truck that is going into battle and is easily going 100 miles per hour. You're not even supposed to go over 30 if someone's just in the back, just, you know, loose without a seatbelt or anything. Right. This this gets already in terrible danger and gets thrown <laughs> from the truck at this speed. Like, there's a battle. There's a war going on. And this yeah. kid gets thrown. He's fine. He should have been killed or at least disabled for life <laughs> from this thing. You think T-Bob was designed to put him in danger? <laughs> He said, you know certainly, I mean? he's at least designed to allow him to put be put in danger while there's the illusion of him not wanting him to be in right, danger. Because yeah. he lets him do everything. He never stops him. Yeah. He's a robot. He is more powerful than a child. Yeah. He can stop he, him. He's designed to check the boy once. Yeah. And then the next time you ask, Are it's you like, sure? it's a go. He's like, he's like I, I'm going to drink poison, T-Bob. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It's like <laughs> Designed to check once. Yeah. So we were talking about Scott, and Scott gets thrown from the truck, and Again, just more piling up of how he could be hurt. He's thrown from a truck going many miles per hour. I'll just say that, MMPH. <laughs> and then he's almost going to be killed by a missile that's fired from above. Yeah. And even when someone else destroys that missile, shrapnel falls down. Luckily, Hondo sees that Scott's there. Yeah. Everyone must just think that's insane. Why is this kid here? Like, no <laughs> one's... It's, either that or they're like, this is happening again. Yeah. The boss's fucking kid is, you know, in the middle of all this stuff. But Hondo jumps on top of him to protect him from shrapnel falling from a blown-up missile above. And Hondo basically is on death's door after this. That's yep. what we're to believe. Yep. So, Scott, way to go. But ultimately, Scott's only a kid. So, guess who's actually responsible for his actions mm-hmm. until he's 18? Mm-hmm. T-Bob. <laughs> and who, who owns T-Bob, though? Of course. Matt. The tracker. tracker. Matt Tracker. The maddiest of all trackers. See if it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Try to see if it sticks. In the middle of all this, yeah. this big battle, 
I think Hondo fires a tire before he gets almost killed. Okay. He fires a tire with spikes on it at somebody. That's his weapon, apparently. And right, yeah. our favorite filmation sound effect gets used. The that exact sound file gets used. Very out of place in this set. Not realistic, but well drawn. Very well drawn. It looks great. It looks kind of like anime. Half anime. Half anime. Yeah, it's about half anime. The phrase we coined. It's half anime. At that point, Scott. He's kind of in the wings, so he's not even meeting up with his dad. His yeah. dad does not seem that concerned about him. He's just like, Scott was here? What happened? Or he's like, oh, he's not here now? What the hell? Yeah. Scott sees this from the side. He's like, I'm the one that hurt Hondo. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go track down using T-Bob. T-Bob's going to track down one of the meteorite fragments because he knows it's life-giving. Yeah. They end up at the docks. T-Bob, again, just supporting this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I mean... He, he's green light passively. Yeah. I mean, he's really like, no, we shouldn't. Okay. Well, here we go. Yep. Terrible boundaries. <laughs> and they show up at the docks where one of these meteorites is being sold yeah. to a man who's clearly American <laughs> and is dressed like he's in Casablanca. He, he walks off of like this, oh, this yeah. boat ship or whatever that lands. And like the man is clearly American. Yeah. Except that he's drawn with like a pencil thin mustache. Like he's French, like cartoon <laughs> French. Um, like what, who are they selling this to? But this, this deal is going down like a drug deal or, or like, I guess like an arms deal, like pick the gun you like. Right. Before anything can happen, Scott and T-Bob are watching and Scott's just like, look, I need to contact mask and tell them where this thing is. T-Bob, you go distract them. (laughs) Listen to how this plays out. I love it. It goes so well. I gotta find the radio and call my dad. Where are you gonna find the radio? <laughs> I need you to distract them. Do you have the money? Excuse me. Do you know when the next bus to Denver will be coming by this way? Is this your idea of a joke, Mayhem? Scott to Mask. Come in, Mask. Scott, can you hear me? Are you okay? I'm fine. How are you? Worried about you. Find your way back to the house. Ask directions if you have to. What? Boy, I wish I knew how to fly this thing. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so T-Bob apparently is one of the most advanced things in the world. Yeah. But he, he's been programmed to be nervous and shitty at everything. <laughs> because listen to him. He can't even, like, you don't have to talk to them to distract them. You could run, just drive by and do little circles and wheelies around them and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a distraction. You don't have to come up with, like, some cartoonish, ah, where's Colorado or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> you seen the post office? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't, that, that, that's just, what an idiot. Yeah, that's its own problem. Then Scott and Matt's conversation does not sound like a father and son at no, all. No, not at There's all. There's no love between these two people. No connection at all. Scott, like, kind of wants his approval, but it's not happening. And Matt gives him terrible parental advice. You're, God knows, he's miles away, if not many, many miles away. Go home on your of your own accord. Just find a way home. Yeah, not, don't just stay there or get somewhere safe and stay there and I'll find you. Go home, you idiot. And if you have to, talk to a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> Ask directions. He got there on a fucking robot. He can find home. If they have candy, hop in their van. Definitely eat it. Yeah. He is he hates this kid. He was yeah. a he was he all right, it's making sense. He, Matt Tracker, was a young go-getter. Okay. He knocked someone up. Yeah. He was stuck with the kid. Uh-huh. He's not happy about it. Right. Once this kid gone. Uh-huh. Okay. Just wanted to establish it. Yeah. And then we got our eye on you, Matt. <laughs> okay. We see you. Uh-huh. We see you behind your mask. Cowl. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, how about this? Cowlabunga. <laughs> Ooh. 
what you heard at the end of that clip, he contacted Matt, Scott had, through a helicopter that he had just gotten into that belongs to Venom, and he pressed just one button. At the end of it, he's just like, I want to fly this thing, presses another button, and causes the helicopter to start and just start flopping around like a like a fish that's been caught and thrown onto the dock. Almost killing everybody. Everybody. And he is treated like comedy. Right. Like he I mean, I think I said this to you when we watched it. Yeah. If a helicopter helicopters are meant to go bad. Yeah. They are not designed to work. And once they start going bad, everyone dies. Everyone in a three mile radius will die. <laughs> It's a guarantee. Everyone's going to die. This happened on the Twilight Zone movie where we, two children and a, and a stuntman were killed. Helicopters are uh, yeah. dangerous as shit. Yeah. So if one's going bad and just hopping around on concrete, everybody just like, ah, 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 and hops in the water. And again, Scott's fine. He just seems to be like Teflon over here. Yeah. And T-Bob's just watching this mayhem go on. But yeah, everyone just runs away and jumps in the water. Heads will roll when a helicopter Absolutely. Crashes. Someone at least is going to lose a limb. Yeah. And nobody was hurt, not even the person inside of the crashing helicopter. Insanity. What do you say? They're designed to go back. They're they are. They're not meant they're they're just weapons against ourselves. They're bad for humanity. So that's another on the list of ways that Scott has been put in danger. Yeah. He has a guardian angel, I guess. Mask has no idea what's going on, I guess, except for that they know that he has found the meteorite and he sent them the coordinates for where it is. Yeah. But I thought, see, I thought. I d it, it just doesn't make sense, any of this. Because now apparently there are three other things that still have to be stopped, deals. Yeah. And they're all really stupid and funny. Yeah, we're dealing with a, with a premise that was thrown together. As they wrote it, <laughs> In dude. a conference room. Absolutely. Just like, yeah. make it happen. Over lunch. Look, Kenner's, Kenner's on our asses, guys. Let's do this thing. Just like doing it. Yeah, you're, you're eating and sleeping in the writer's room today, yeah, yeah. pal. I mean, we've got antimatter, holes and walls. He goes Mach 1 on his motorcycle. Telekinesis beams, flying cars, and freeze rays. Yeah. <laughs> because Dusty catches up with somebody on a boat. Mm -hmm. where it's just they were just flying out there, like on, like just like underwater, Venom was. Yeah. They surface, they're just handing a guy on the edge of a yacht, I guess, a suitcase with a meteorite in it, and then grabbing money. Yeah. This is seriously like the like the window, <laughs> like you know, it's like they take your money at the corner and then drive yeah. over there, you'll get your piece or whatever. Like that's what this is. It seems like then somebody the freezes most, the them. most lax transfer absolutely <laughs> out in the fucking open within view of the beach. Yeah, and by the way, Dusty the Hick from earlier, uh -huh. he stops on the beach. Gomer. They're trying to be secretive, right? Yeah, he stops on the beach and asks the women that are there, "Hey, y'all, see which way they went?" There's the only boat in sight. <laughs> Is out there. He clearly went in the ocean. He just wanted to flirt with these girls. Oh yeah, definitely. He's he. Matt Tracker is going to punish him later. He's going to dock him pay or something. It's uh, probably something worse. At least going to tell his wife. Yep, 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 That old battle axe. So this all I don't know. It just all plays out so quickly and haphazardly. They spend a lot of time getting to this point, and then very little time playing out. I mean, the, the action, I guess, is okay, but what I'm noticing is that it's just boring to watch cartoon action. Yeah. I'm never, like, pulse-pounding or anything like that. <laughs> and the thing that I didn't realize until the second view is that they lose one of the pieces. They manage to get a few of them, yeah. but Matt Tracker is trying to stop a plane or whatever at the end, and when he comes home to the HQ, they're like, you got the meteorite piece, right? He's like, no, I failed. So... There's just a loose one out there. Yeah. A piece of the meteorite did make it out there, and it is a very powerful weapon yep. on its own, apparently. Luckily for them, because they were gonna, they need to use the meteorite to heal up Hondo, because that man is just riddled with shrapnel. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Exactly. Well, 
lucky for us, yeah, little Scotty and T-Bob stole one of the trucks when they left. He's like, oh, yeah, Dad, I'll get home all right. With a meteorite. <laughs> they stole one of the trucks as a meteorite, drive it home. They run in, and he, because he says, I owe Hondo my life. Yep. They put the meteor, again, and Professor Stevens is a part of this. Yeah. Her technique, again, is just you put the meteor next to the person, and the person heals. <laughs> And there's electricity in the air or something yeah. like that. She's And later, they all cheer. She's like, I'm just doing my job, which is like this false modesty. She's trying to bring attention to the fact that she just did something great. No, you didn't do shit. You watched a meteor heal somebody. Yeah. That was your job. <laughs> but Hondo's fine. Everybody cheers. And this is where Tracker again proves there's something wrong in the Tracker house. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. CPS needs to get involved <laughs> because this is what he says. There's a little bit of a lead up to it. Mm -hmm. You're about to hear very clear reason why Matt Tracker is not fit to be a parent. All right. Hey, anyone want a meteor? Ta-da! It was stashed in the truck me and T-Bob took. I don't know whether to hug you or spank you. <laughs> Dad, you tried to drown me, but I lived. <laughs> don't do either. Don't touch that kid yeah. at all. He's he's not, he cannot truly be considered your child. <laughs> I don't know whether to kill you or kill you. I just, who who approved that? Who approved what what who was the head writer or whatever? I back, mean back then you could throw the word spank around and no, it was fine. But <laughs> he is easily a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> whether to hug you or spank you. <laughs> it's just not even it's not right or good on any level. <laughs> I don't think even if that's true that spank was just being bandied about, I still don't think it was being bandied about that way. I, I mean, even if you remove any sexual overtones of that, I just, it just sounds insane. I'm, I'm with you. Who would say that to their kid except for someone so divorced from mankind and humanity, <laughs> so divorced from his own seed yeah. as one Matt Tracker. <laughs> One more point for you, sir. Yeah. Oh, he's racking them up. Yeah. He's racking them up. Rack, rack, racking them up. Well, day is saved. We don't, we still, so end of episode, still don't know what mask is. Nope. Still don't know what Venom's real motivations no. are. Money, maybe. Yes. Uh, I don't know what the meteorite does. I do know that there's still part of it out there in the world and apparently it has at least one good use in it. Uh-huh. Because now, at the end of this, the meteorite goes bad. Yeah. So they're like, what are we going to do with it? No problem. It fixed itself. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Scott is still in mortal danger from his father. Yeah. T-Bob still inept. Hondo, at least he's good. Yeah. Yeah. We know this cartoon is a collection of all cartoons in the world. Yes. And also, uh, they got their voice actors from the bargain bin. Yeah. All of them. Pretty much. That's what we kind of know here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. So, it it was fairly entertaining. Yeah. But it's it wasn't as crazy as I wanted it to be in uh, some ways. Yeah. It just was. It's. I think it's the acting. It's the flatness of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Nothing seems like it's well animated, but the action isn't dynamic, and yeah. certainly the characters are not dynamic with each other at all. There's no chemistry there. So I would like to probably return to this because there's some crazy ass plots out there apparently, but I'm not in a rush to get back to this one. Yeah. They did do, they took a note out of pretty much every good 80s cartoons notebook and had a little moral at the end <laughs> where Tracker and T-Bob are playing catch. Yep. The ball goes in the street. Scott does exactly what he's supposed to do. He mm -hmm. waits, looks both ways. 
an 18 wheeler drives by. Matt Tracker comes over and like poses with his son with his hand on it <laughs> uncomfortably on his shoulder uh-huh. and says, look with both ways before you cross the street. It takes like 10 seconds. It's just a filler piece of shit. And I think it is like the screen version of that family. Yeah. It's like they do that. And then when they call cut immediately, Scott's like, get off of me. I don't know whether to spank you or spank you. Spank you or spank you again. And finally, I mentioned something at the beginning. Yeah. I think. Can't remember at this point. <laughs> Are you okay? No. <laughs> okay. I'm not. So this awesome theme song. Yep. That was a show. We're you know. almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. You know the one. You know yeah. the song I'm talking about. The theme song of Mask. Yes, of course. Working overtime, overtime, fighting crime. Okay. Great one, right? Yes. Okay. So the music on this was very well done, but they reused, I guess as a leitmotif. I don't know if it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like in, in a repeating theme sort of way, or if they were just like, you know what, we wrote one good melody, let's use it in every scene, just at different speeds. Yeah. Because we're about to hear the six different ways that they used that song throughout this cartoon. <laughs> Great. So that's that's your usual vanilla one. Okay. Crusaders working all the time. Right, here comes the next. Number two. Okay. Here's number three. Your kids here. Gone. Number four. Actually, number seven, I guess, counting the theme. Ouch! I don't know why they call this game catch. Yeah, the, the goofy one, ball. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I really think it might just be laziness. Yeah. On on Sa- uh, Haim Saban's part, he's probably like, "Look, I wrote one melody. You paid me for it. I'm just going to do it again." Just over and over and over again. That was good, man. Thank you. <laughs> I just couldn't believe they did it that many times. Like, I get it. Reusing it occasionally. Yeah. And working into other things. But that, uh, well. <laughs> cast? Guess what? I have two cast members to talk about. Okay. So many of the people, I, I could not, it's like question marks, uh, cast member not, like, not doing any other thing. So yeah. I've only got two people to talk about. Okay. Matt Tracker, Bruce Sato, Hondo McLean, and Dusty Hayes. So like half of the mask team were played (laughs) by Doug Stone. Doug has played a lot of anime roles. He's done a couple of Power Rangers villains back in the day. Lots of video game roles. Perhaps his most famous one, a character that I really like a lot, Psycho Mantis in (laughs) Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. He was an awesome villain in Metal Gear Solid. And he's played the character in a few different video games in that series. So a a real well-known figure. I guess, in the yeah. VO areas. <laughs> the VO district of town. Okay, finally. <laughs> where, where, where's, it, where's that located at? It's kind of it's kind of north of the southern tip okay. of, yeah, of the docks. <laughs> Scott Tracker yeah. was played by Brennan Thicke, son of Alan Thicke and Robin Thicke's older brother. What? Dirt bikes! <laughs> You serious? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Travis knows this, but I said dirt bikes because a friend of mine <laughs> thought who likes dirt bikes a lot thought that the song 
blurred lines said dirt bike. So it's yeah. really just hearing what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, apparently so. Brendan Thick, son of Alan Thick. Rest in peace. Older bro of Robin Thick. Yeah, I keep forgetting he passed because yeah. he seems so healthy all the time. Right. Um, he also, his only other thing I could find was he also played Dennis the Menace on the 1986 animated series. That's a big deal because I watched that as a kid. Okay. It's big because I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Did it, it raise just, you? No. No. I was raised by my parents, Travis. Oh. Two two people who existed in the world. <laughs> human human beings with blood and thoughts and brains. You were not a latchkey kid. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's no. all your cast. That's boom. all you get. Boom to boom, boom to boom, boom, boom. So Travis, have you have you mashed together a bunch of Transformers and G.I. Joe's for me to hear you talk about and listen to and guess at? Yes, sir. All right, let's mash them up. Hey, shall we? Better check your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Corner, corner, corner. corner. <laughs> I still like the laugh in it. Ha! How you doing, Will? I'm pretty good. I, I kind of feel like Matt Tracker came through and yeah. trackered me because <laughs> I'm a little tired like right now. Well, yeah. man, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet here. Um, so, it's Kenner, it's fun. Like we talked about earlier, man. I got three. <laughs> it sounds like you would say that, like if you're trying to sell the company, like it's Kenner. It's fun. It's fun. Like it's it's Kenner. It's fun. Do it. It's fun. And uh, you and me have also taken a few field trips recently to yes, a couple yes, yes. of uh, toy stores in the area. Mm-hmm. And vintage toy stores. Yes, yes. One in particular, Dallas Vintage Toys. Yes. I have a. I found their website and oh, cool. I found a couple of their their items because they have quite a few mask items. Yes. So I'm going to pick three here, and uh, yeah, you're going to try to guess. Okay. So well, first... let me just look up their website real yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> let me pull it up, Travis. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so first one. Is a 1987 Kenner Europe version of Mask Racing Series. It's a buzzard. It's the buzzard car. Buzzards are not highly thought of in the <laughs> avian community. Oh, and uh, AFA rating of an 80. And if you don't know what AFA stands for, it is Action Figure Authority rating of an 80. So if you have a guess on this, I would like to hear it, please, sir. Um, package? Pristine. Pristinely All packaged. these I'm going to give it to you are, okay. are a PP rating. Are they sealed like in the the glass casing? Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. Especially if I ever give you an AFA, it's yeah. for sure sealed. Okay. Uh, well, stop giving me AFAs. <laughs> I don't like the way you're AFAing yeah, me right you're now. Like, you've already AFAed me enough today. <laughs> um, okay. So it's a it's a buzzard car. Yes. It's the worst of the birds yeah. car. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're like Thunderbird. Awesome. Yeah. And then like, ah, we're down to like Eagle, <laughs> Phantom. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm going to guess $195. Mm, no, sir. You can get this for $599.99. Yes. I forget everything was so expensive there. Right. Well, that, that and the, I mean, the AFA. Yeah, when well, that's that, what I mean. 80 to 85, man, yeah. chunk that bad boy up. Get chunky with it. <laughs> it's like Hungry Man Soup, but right. for toys. All right, Will, next up is a 1987 Kenner Mask Series playset. It's a pit stop catapult with an AFA rating of an 85. Um, so it's a play set. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you describe it a little bit to me? Um, looks like it comes with one action figure, and it says a uh, pit stop catapult on it. So I'm sure it's just a little little action play set. You know, probably your, your standard catapult. <laughs> I don't know. So you, best I got for you. I, you shouldn't be a salesman. <laughs> I shouldn't. I'm like, so what's what? You, what comes on your burger? 
you know, it's your pretty typical uh, typical burger. It's like there's meat. Um, I, I figured there's probably some bread on there. Your typical burger stuff. I um, give you a little bit. I give oh, you, a you did bit. it. I said you came with a, an action you, figure. That's the it. only new information you gave me. It's your standard catapult. All you thing. did is take uh, the other words. I did this right here. And like. Repeat them. Yeah, and just move your hand around to give me nothing. Uh, uh five hundred bucks. Two hundred ninety nine dollars oh, cents. <laughs> Why is that worth less than a vehicle? It's because no one can describe what it is. Apparently not. All right, man. At last, least one person can. Last but not least, <laughs> yes. I took a picture of this. Okay. Um, it is a nineteen eighty six Kenner mask combination of T Bob and Scott. Remember, I took a picture of the yeah. loose ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is a this is a pristine package one. Okay. Good so they came together. Yes. Okay. Can he ride uh, him? Can he ride T uh, Ball? Because I love the way he does that in the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I would really love to have a buddy I could just ride around like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? What are you doing? Well, I mean, like, what, what's your leg strength and endurance like? <laughs> All right, man. This has an AFA rating of 85. What okay. you got, buddy? And you saw these, so I don't have to describe too much. Yeah, I know what they are. Okay. Um, but, 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 Saturday, Saturday. Um, let's say you're gonna make it three hundred dollars. All right, well, close, but no cigar. You can get this for two hundred and forty-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Damn it, that's as close as I got. Yeah, man, these toys. I mean, I I get it. It's just weird because they just I don't like the toys. Yeah, they seem boring to me uh -huh. because I don't care about machines that go through the night. Vroom vroom. vroom. Zoom, zoom. Yeah. Well, thank you, Travis. Ain't no problem, man. For your duty. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You've been enlisted in the mask underground, and you're forced to do your duty. Yeah. Or be exposed <laughs> for what you really are. Because you've got dirt on I'm me. Matt Tracker. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mask, thank you for all your, uh, all you did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do think Mask, because they've opened my eyes a little bit, I think, to the character of certain people. <laughs> Occasionally, and In their intentions. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so thank you, mask. Uh -huh. And uh, action-packed April rolls on, yes. continues. Please come back next week for another action-packed episode of the DPTC. Mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime, you can contact us at dptooncast is our Twitter handle. Follow yeah. us there. You can email us dptooncast at gmail.com. And finally, you can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash DP Tooncast. Yes. Please go check out Travis and I's parody slash mashup uh -huh. of the 1992 X-Men series theme and Baby Got Back. It's called X-Men Attack, but the way you're going to find it is to search for Days Past Tooncast on YouTube. You will find it. You will enjoy it. You will tell us how much you enjoyed it. <laughs> Make I've way. taken hypnotism <laughs> lessons. Here we go. Travis, tell me yeah. about, and the listeners more, about the podcast that you do that's not this one. All right, man. So I do a podcast called Nature of the Beast. I do it with Brandon and Catherine. It's true crime with a twist. Uh, it's found everywhere that podcasts are found, man. It's really good. You should check it out. We got a lot of archived episodes. Um, you'd probably like it. It's funny. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Excellent work. Thank you. Yes. If you've honed that right down to exactly. Yeah. You've got a script in your head that's I do. well put. Thank you. Well Thank put. You. Thank you. Um, and I guess, you know, I just want you guys, as we're going out, uh, we're about to tutor our tutors and everything here and get out of here. I just want to leave you with, and I, I can't reiterate it enough, don't be fooled by Matt Tracker. I've heard <laughs> that he's going to be running for office soon, and I just can't have, I just can't live in a country where he's holding any authority over people. He has pulled the wool over our eyes enough, right. people. 
This is bullshit. And I can't stand by and watch our country fail underneath Matt Tracker. <laughs> we just can't do it. No, we're not going to do it. And Matt Tracker, if you're listening right now, I dare you to come find us and smite us. Oh, with your mask and your vehicles and your everything. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Matt Tracker's here. Clown boobs. That's what they sound like.